center of the universe and the Thrive15.com World Headquarters. Let's go! Presenting the world's only business school without the BS with optometrist and entrepreneur Dr. Robert Zellner and the Forest Small Business Administration Entrepreneur of the Year in your ear, Clay Clark. It's the Thrive Time Show. Three, two, one. Boom, boom, boom. Welcome back inside the room, the audio dojo of Mojo. It is a Thrive15.com Thrive Time show where we talk about business school without the BS. Essentially, we teach you what you need to do, what you need to know to make your wallet grow. And today, uh, I'm going to be joined inside the box that rocks with a man who rarely gets some mic time. It's the guy who is our producer of the Thrive Time show, Sam Parker. Sam, how are you doing, sir? I am doing great uh slept great this morning my wife uh she got to go to the gym and when i woke up i actually checked because i did not hear her move really i never heard her leave well she just she just she's a sneak she's a uh, kind of a sneak attack what time did she work out this morning she, uh she got to the gym about 5 15 all right all right well here's what we're talking about today thrive nation we're talking about professionals versus amateurs basically drifters versus doers so let me give you an example here okay so a professional versus an amateur so let's talk about the game of basketball sam do you watch basketball at all do you care about basketball or football or what what sport do you get into i only watch when the thunder's on but but only if i'm around a tv that's got okay but <laughs> you you watch the thunder yes okay so as an example uh you know professional basketball uh there's a vast difference between a professional basketball player and an amateur basketball player oh yeah huge difference i mean there's a difference i remember playing high school and uh, when I was, I played up until I was a sophomore. And as a sophomore, I was, I would say, competitive. I wasn't uh, um, great by any by any measure. But there's, I remember just, you know, wanting to be able to to start. And I was able to start on the starting five on different teams I was on. But then when you went to, from high school to college, I mean, when I watched uh, Division One basketball and I watched the Oral Roberts University basketball players play. I remember Kyan Brown was a six foot eight, I believe he's six foot eight uh, player from Alaska who got very little playing time while at ORU, but he would come into the open gym where basically, you know, average dudes, amateur guys could uh, uh, play basketball, pick up games, and he would come in and just destroy us. And here he was, not even a starter really on the college level, and he just beat the heck out of us. And many of the guys he beat the heck out of were pretty good high school players. And the difference between a good high school player and a Division I basketball player is, is vast. And then when you think about the difference between a uh, somebody who's okay at, at, at the Division I level and the difference between them and then a starting professional player, it's just a huge difference. Oh, yeah, it's crazy. And the great thing about uh, the world of business is that uh, when you play professional sports, what separates the pros – uh, from the amateurs is that the pros typically have incredible athleticism and a great work ethic. I mean, that's what that's what separates them. It's, it's they have an unbelievable athleticism and a work ethic. When you get to the pro level, you can't just get by just off athleticism and talent. I mean, you really have to work at it. But the great thing about business is that in business, you don't need supreme athleticism. You know, you don't have to be an ultimate athlete or be born with supernatural singing talents or the ability to dance or the ability to play basketball or football or baseball. You don't have to be born with these athletic skills. You can just 
just develop them. And I would even argue if you are a parent right now and you want your kid to become awesome um, at a sport, I believe most kids, if you, get, if, you, if you work with them young enough, they can develop to be awesome at almost anything. And I've, I've seen this um, at SCORE Basketball. Uh, Coach Calvert, we have him on the show all the time, but he'll work with a kid who, uh, I remember there's one kid at Bishop Kelly High School about a decade ago. He's working with this kid. And the kid was riding the pine all the time. He never got a chance to play. He's always sitting on the bench. He came in to score basketball as, I believe, an eighth grader. And he ended up starting his junior and senior year and went on to play at the college level as a result of just focusing and becoming a uh, as close to a professional as he could be. I mean, the, the intensity of the training and the workouts, the, the preparation that Coach Calvert put this kid through really separated him from being um, somebody who just, you know, was playing basketball because it was fun and somebody who was dominant. And so today we're talking about what's the difference in the world of business between a professional and an amateur, uh, between somebody who's a real doer, they get stuff done, and a drifter. And I have distilled, I've studied successful people for years. I've read as many autobiographies as I can uh, possibly consume. I'm always reading them. Uh, I just finished reading Larry Bird's uh, book called Drive. Phenomenal, phenomenal autobiography. Um, you know, but I'm always reading one. Every week I'm, I'm firing through a, a different one. But there's a notable quotable that I'm going to read to you, the Thrivers. And Sam, I'd like, for, I'd like to get your feedback on this notable quotable. So I'm going to read it to you, and I'd like to have you kind of unpack it, what it means to you as a listener. So yep. here we go. This is from Napoleon Hill, the best-selling author of Think and Grow Rich, which is the number one self-help book of all time. Uh, he's the author that I named my son after, and he is the guy who was Oral Roberts. You know, Oral Roberts, the televangelist who started Oral Roberts University, he is Oral Roberts' mentor. He was his mentor. So this is what he says. He says, a Carnegie or a Rockefeller or a James J. Hill or a Marshall Field. Uh, for anybody who doesn't know these names, these were the wealthiest people during their lifetime, the most successful people. Accumulates a fortune through the application of the same principles available to all of us. But we envy them and their wealth without ever thinking of studying their philosophy and applying it to ourselves. We look at a successful person in their hour of triumph and wonder how they did it, but we overlook the importance of analyzing their methods and we forget the price they had to pay and the careful and well-organized preparation that had to be made before they could reap the fruits of their efforts. So Sam... You've, you've seen Dr. Z. You've been around success. Uh, you've been oh, around yeah. this office. Um, when you hear that success is, is possible, uh, any, anybody can achieve success if we're willing to study their methods and their, and their best practices. Um, what's kind of your thought on that? I mean, do you, do you believe in that? You've been around a lot of successful entrepreneurs now. You've obviously helped produce the Thrive Time Show for quite a while now. Oh, yeah. Do you, do you believe it's possible for anybody to achieve success? I believe anybody can as, as long as they're willing to put in the work. Um, nowadays with, you know, in, uh, Facebook, Instagram, anything like that, we see Snapchats, snapshots of people's, you know, their, their highlight reel. Uh, we, don't, we don't get to see the background of, of, you know, how you started your business or uh, how people uh, get success. And I think like with this here, um, nobody, nobody stops to actually ask questions or like ask for advice. How did you get there? How can I do what you did? So you've worked here long enough where you probably understand um, five or six big epiphanies, game changing, needle moving moves that every thriver could, could, uh, if they applied it to their own business, it would change their life. 
So I'll give an example. Um, one is is search engine. Oh yeah. Um, you, you now know how to get to the top of Google, correct? Oh yeah. So can you kind of explain, um, in layman's terms, to maybe some of the listeners who who think that maybe getting to the top of Google is based upon luck, or upon buying ads? Can you explain to them roughly from your perspective how you get to the top of Google if you want to get to the top of Google? I think it's whoever pays Google the most. No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no um, it's it's actually very simple. Um, it's um, just like if you were to name something in, in your computer, it's based on like whatever has the most um, uh, relevant content uh, for whatever keyword you're using. Um, whoever's got the most keywords in their backlinks, uh, videos, and all these different things uh, that Google requires in each article on the backside of your website. Um, I mean, it's really easy to learn and do. You just have to know how to do it. And I know I put you on the spot by asking. We have checklists around here for how oh, to yeah. do it. But just as an example, Thrivers, if you want to get to the top of Google, step number one is you have to have a website that is canonical compliant. Uh, that means you're following the Google standards. That's step one. And if you don't know how to do that, you just email us to info at thrive15.com, info at thrive15.com. We'll run a battery of tests on your website, and we'll show you what you need to do to fix it. That's step one. Step two is it's whoever has the most reviews. So you've got to make a Google map and get the reviews. If you don't know how to make a Google map, go to google.com forward slash my business, and you can set it up. Or you can email us info at thrive15.com. We'll show you how to do it. Or you can get out to our next in-person workshop, which you can book your tickets to thrivetimeshow.com. Just go to thrivetimeshow.com, and you can book your tickets to our two-day in-person workshops. We'll teach you how to optimize your map, how to get the most reviews. Move number three is it's whoever has the most content, the most words. You have to have the most content. It's not luck. It's a grind. You oh, have yeah. to have the most words. You have to do it. And the fourth is it's the most mobile compliance. Now, most people don't want to break it down to that level of detail and to really think about that, but that's how you do it. And another question here for you, Sam. So again, the one, number one, number one, is that if you want to get to the top of Google, right, you you learn that system, and that'll, I'm just telling you, if you own a bakery right now, if you're a photographer, if you're a real estate agent, that, that alone, that move right there, if you implement getting to the top of Google, you can make millions 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 i don't under i don't i don't understand i want to help you thrivers i want to hug you i want to help you i don't understand the concept of watching television and watching tv shows and watching netflix when you could just sacrifice some of that time not time away from family but time when you're not really with family you're just drifting along you could take those hours and invest them into optimizing your site and when you get to the top of google you can do whatever the heck you want because you have copious amounts of cash exactly that's a move that that's a thing move number two though is people always ask clay how do you find time to get stuff done i have five kids right we own multiple companies people ask well how do you find the time to get stuff done sam typically when do you see me arrive at this building um, around three or four o'clock every morning. Oh yeah. And you know what, you know, what's going on there thrivers, nothing else. There's no traffic. My, my kids aren't awake yet. I don't have questions. I don't have calls of distractions. I can just focus on this thing called meta time where meta means from the Greek word above where I can focus on proactive things, not reactive things. And between the hours of three and six, there's unbelievable amounts of productivity that I can get done. Sean Copeland, he's the CEO of Regent Bank. Guess what time homie gets up? The same thing. We get up previous. You know, the thing is, it's hard to get a lot done when you're asleep. And the thing is, is that as a, as a culture, as a society, 
Uh, we get told all these different things. I would recommend you talk to a medical doctor and figure out how many hours of sleep you need, but you need about six hours of sleep. You know, maybe you need seven hours. Maybe someone listening needs eight. But let's say you need six hours of sleep. If you go to bed at 10, right, and you get up at 3, that's five hours. So if you get up at 4, if you go to bed at 10 and get up at 4, that's six hours. Yeah. If you need 8, then you can sleep until 6. But, Thrivers, I'm just telling you what. Today we're going to teach you the specific moves, the things that you need to do to become a professional. My entire focus is on showing you what you need to do to become a professional. Now, move number one is preparation. Everybody, if you want to become the best at what you do, you have to prepare. There is no substitute for preparation. You know, Bobby Knight, who is the famous uh, chair-throwing basketball coach who has had, had a, a basketball team he coached there in Indiana that won year after year after year, and all of the players graduated as well. And he says this notable quotable. He says, the key is not the will to win. Everybody has that. It is the will to prepare to win that is important. So if you want to win, I'm talking about if you want to win in the world of business, you've got to prepare. And when we come back, I'm going to talk to you about a specific example of preparation. And it has to do with speaking events. And I'm telling you what, I've, I've done so many speaking events uh, all over the world. Uh, and when I do speaking events for big companies like Hewlett Packard or Maytag University or O'Reilly's Auto Parts or whatever the name of the company may be, uh, Valspar Paints, uh, for I, I could go on and on listing off these companies, but when you do a speaking event, the audience will know immediately when you step on the stage whether you prepared or not. So when we come back, we're going to teach you about the art of preparation. And to get those tickets for the next in-person workshop, go to thrivetimeshow.com. Stay tuned. We're going to show you how to prepare to become a professional in the world of business. And everyone's so let's get to the good part. I'm Ken P. Law, and I'm from Tulsa, Oklahoma. Professional painting by Ken. Uh, quite a bit of stuff. Uh, a lot of stuff I know that I needed to do but didn't know how to do it. Uh, Web page, uh, how to hire people, sales, uh, making a schedule, making programs. I mean, just a lot of stuff. I mean, it's overwhelming. But it's good stuff that you can actually put to practice right away. It's a lot different than I expected. Uh, been to different workshops and uh, you're just waiting for the sales punch, you know, and they give you ideas and stuff, but it's always 10 years down the road when you can actually apply the stuff that they're trying to promote. And this is not like that at all. It's very ground level help you start a business and maintain and grow a bigger business. I like it a lot because he makes you feel comfortable, makes you laugh, so it opens you up to receive and hear better. Uh, this is great. It's a lot of interaction. You, you can ask him questions, you can help, he can, I mean, if you don't understand something, he can explain it more. So it's very, very helpful. I mean, it's, they're missing a lot because uh, a lot of, Businesses uh, probably do some of the steps that he's teaching, but there's so much they can learn and to easy steps that they grow their business even better. It's not like any other workshop I've ever been to. Um, it's very laid back and a lot of information 
It's a comfortable setting. It's, it's awesome. It's a really good, good experience. Thrive Nation, I get it. Life is not easy. Life can be tough. Life can be hard. Life is hard. A uh, little, little fun factoid for you out there. My name is Clay Clark. I'm the former United States Small Business Administration Entrepreneur of the Year and the, and the father of five human kids. Um, but I'm a human, right? I'm, I'm, I'm a dude. And so as a man, uh, as a guy, as a person on the planet, you are going through something right now. We're all going through something. In fact, the only way to not go through something is to die. Right. So this year, my dad passed away uh, from ALS. It's Lou Gehrig's disease. It's basically a disease where over time, your body gradually atrophies. You lose the ability to use the, your limbs and then you die from suffocation. Does it sound exciting? Does it sound fun? No, it's awful. Uh, my best friend died in a car accident. My son was born blind. But you know who gives a crap? Nobody gives a crap because at the end of the day, you you have to become the, the successful person that you want to be, and no one can do that for you. I mean, no one, no one gives me a hall pass. No one came up to me and said, hey, because your dad is going through this personal situation, you don't need to pay this bill. Hey, because you're going through this situation, right, because your best friend died in a car accident, guess what? You don't need to prepare for the next entertainment event that you have booked. No one came up to me and said, hey, because your son is born blind, you do not have to entertain for the wedding that you've signed up for. And I just struggle to understand the mindset of these morons who are on the planet who will send me text messages who work in some of our businesses and will say, hey, it's my birthday. Can I take the day off? No, oh. because you're already committed to do what you're supposed to do. And I don't give a crap if it's your birthday. They'll say, hey, you know, my best friend passed away. Can I take off today? I'm not a mean, barbaric person, but if your friend died, at no, way, at no point does that allow you to just take off vast periods of time because you're not feeling good. If you want to take off time, that's okay. But the consequence of that is that if you take off uh, a day of work every time you don't feel good, you're never going to have any momentum. You know, Jerry West, the NBA Hall of Fame uh, basketball um, legend, the, the, the basketball player, the general manager for the Lakers back in the day, he said it's hard to get anything done if you only work on the days you feel like it. And I'm going to be real with you. I don't feel like it about 20% of the time. There's about 20% of the time where I don't feel like it. You know, today I, I, I got up, I worked out, I, uh, I planned out my day, I got everything laid out today, and I came in and it was a, a tornado of three specific bad things that all happened at one time pew, pew, pew. they all come in and it was like i'm entering it's like i was entering a mind blender three specific issues and they're all related to people making poor personal choices in their life and they somehow want to 
take the day off as a result of them making poor choices. Now, I have, an, I have some options here because uh, as owner of Elephant in the Room Men's Grooming Lounge or Make Your Life Epic, our PR firm, or maybe you own a different business, maybe you want to own a business, I guess... When you go to Southwest Airlines, you know, you get you, you get ready to hop on the plane, you grab a seat, and they go, Attention passengers, uh, one of our pilots made some poor life choices and decided not to come into work today. Boop. If they did that, how often would you fly? I mean, if you went into Whole Foods and they said, Attention to Whole Foods, our customers, we're going to be closed today because uh, Clay is having a rough day. I mean, no, you can't do that. So in the world of small business, for whatever reason, people think that crap is okay. But it's not okay because when you take off all the time, when you only work on the days you feel like it, you will not have success. So if you want to have success, you need to continue taking action on a daily basis. On a daily basis, you have to prepare, right? Prepare. You know, Malcolm Gladwell is the best-selling author of a book called The Outliers. The Outliers. Sam, have you heard about The Outliers? Have you read The Outliers? Do you know anything about this book, The Outliers? I do not. Okay, well, The Outliers is a book where, and I highly recommend you read this, by the way, where he studies uh, Bill Gates, you know, the, the, the Beatles, basically people who are awesome. And he discovered that all of them have invested 10,000 hours into becoming awesome. So somebody, let's get out a calculator real quick here, okay? 10,000 hours. So let's just get out a calculator. Okay, Sam, you got a calculator ready to go, buddy? Yep. Okay, I'm pulling up. Radio listeners, I apologize that listening to somebody use a calculator is not the most exciting thing in the world. We're going to take 10,000 hours, and Sam's doing it with me, and we're going to divide that by, let's say that you work 60 hours a week as an entrepreneur. Then it would take you 166 weeks. But 38 is full-time. Oh, yeah. According (laughs) to, uh, just so you know, there's there's research, there's studies out there. Fast Company did a report. Inc. Magazine's done one. Uh, Forbes, you name it. The average American uh, employee uh, is only working about 32 hours a week, and they only work about 41 weeks a year because of all the time they call in sick and all the holidays and all the jackassery which they buy into, which repels wealth on a consistent basis. But we're going to take 166, okay? Um, that's 166 weeks you would need, okay? And we're going to divide that by 52. So we're going to take 52. So now it would take you 3.2 years at working 60 hours a week to become awesome at anything. Yeah. And the reason why we have business owners that come to, uh, that call me from all over the world and say, Clay Clark, can you help me grow my business? And I'll say, well, sure, how'd you hear about me? And they'll say, oh, the guy at UPS referred you, or the guy at O'Reilly's referred you, or the guy at whatever referred you. And the reason why they refer me is because we've generated results for a long time. And the reason why we've generated results for a long time is because I have obsessed about search engine optimization, as an example, for thousands of hours. Oh, yeah. And so now it's not like it's a luck it's more of a science at this point it's become intuitive it's become an art but there is no shortcut so if you're listening right now and you want to become awesome at something step one commit ten thousand hours to it all right step number one preparation step number two there's a little controversial book out there called the bible sam have you have you heard about this controversial book called the bible Uh, i have yes okay well allegedly in the bible you know god created the earth Uh, on a Monday, on a Tuesday, on a Wednesday, on a Thursday, on a Friday, on a Saturday, on a sixth day. Apparently he worked six, God himself worked six days to create. But that was Old Testament, so. Okay, so he worked six days to create the planet, but on the seventh day he rested, right? Now, allegedly the Bible uses symbolism, patterns, 
in ways to demonstrate, to teach timeless principles. So maybe when they talk about the sixth day principle taken off on the seventh, maybe that's just random. Maybe when the guys were writing the Bible, I mean, if you're a scribe back in the day, I mean, writing that with a quill pen, I mean, at some point you had to get distracted and maybe they just started thinking, well, we'll just go ahead and write in some random stuff here that isn't actually right. No, no, we, we believe it's an infallible word of God. Yeah. And therefore the sixth day principle is actually, uh, there's, there's some meaning to it. Mm-hmm. Or if you don't believe in the Bible and you just look up Elon Musk or you look up Bill Gates, you know, Bill Gates uh, was asked, what's the key to success? And he said, don't ever take a day off until you get there. I mean, you could, you could go on and on about all the examples, but at the end of the day, you have got to get your 10,000 hours in to become a master at anything. And there is no shortcut. And when we come back, again, as we're talking about the difference between professionals and amateurs, we're going to talk about focus and what it's like to focus at a level of mastery. Because most people have never focused on anything to become a master at anything. But we're going to teach you how to become a master of your profession. Stay tuned. My name is Nikki Warren and I'm from Tulsa, Oklahoma. The name of my business is The Mocha Butterfly and I'm a fashion designer. I heard about the Thrive Time Business Workshops through a dear friend of mine and I got a chance to meet with Clay and Dr. Z and uh, as I talked to them a little bit more, uh, I loved what they were doing and it just made me you know, more intrigued because I really wanted to grow my business. Well, what I've learned is that uh, for, for my business in particular, uh, marketing is needing to be, you know, get it, I need to step it up a lot more and, and the, uh, just focusing in on some key things to get that really going is gonna really get me where I wanna go with my goals. I think it's fun, it's a fun atmosphere, uh, which most business oriented, you know, I'm an artistic, you know, artsy person. And I tend to lose interest very quickly if I don't have something to keep me engaged. And, you know, the humor, the real life experience, um, and the casualness of it is just really engaging for me. And it's just very relatable. And so for me, I am having a, a, a ball. Like, I was so excited to come yesterday. I was had, I had butterflies, literally, <laughs> butterflies in my stomach. And uh, I'm just really excited to be here. Well, uh, it's an interesting place. It's got a lot of uh, words of affirmation and quotes and things like that. Very positive environment. Um, The people here are very nice and friendly and I love the way the uh, room is set up. It's very open space type of uh, model and um, like I said, it's it's a it's more of a casual environment. It's not stuffy and professional. You know, like it's professional, but it's not stuffy professional. There is a difference, and so it's very warm and inviting here. Love the teaching style. Love the presentation. Uh, very organized and easy to follow. Um, and like I said, the real life experience and the humor just adds that much more to it. I know people who go to different workshops and. You know, I, I don't, I'm not sure if they're grasping all of what's being presented there, but I am almost 100% sure that if they come to a workshop like this one, they will get some great golden information that's going to help them meet their goals if they're willing to apply what they hear. There's no upselling here, um, which I, that wasn't really a big concern for me, but if, we're, if I were talking to someone who's very concerned about upselling, I would tell them that they have no worries here and that, like I, you know, I think that this uh, environment is very relaxed, inviting, warm, and engaging. And so even it, it does actually makes you wonder, like, what else, what else is there? I won't lie about that. Uh, so it's kind of 
more of an independent intrigue rather than someone pushing you into the intrigue of what else is offered. Um, I recommend coming to this workshop because it is um, intimate, an intimate setting, uh, great people. I've met some really cool people doing some cool businesses and the teaching style and the presentation is awesome. Thrive Time Show. Welcome back into the radio, your radio audio dojo of choice. It is the Thrive Time Show where we're broadcasting from the left coast of the Arkansas River. It's business school without the BS presented to you by Oklahoma Joe's. And I'm telling you what, there is nothing better to have for lunch than those incredible baked beans by Oklahoma Joe's and those burnt ends. They are game changers they're mind benders. Be careful, though, because they will blow your mind. I mean, you, you might have to go in there and like wear a helmet and then duct tape your, your skull so when you have, when you're, when you're overwhelmed by the profundity of the flavor buffet, when you, when you go in there and you're just, the, the flavors of the, of the baked beans and the burnt ends overwhelm you and your brain begins to explode, poof, at least you'll be able to contain your brain matter by duct taping it all together. But today what we're talking about, we're talking about professionals, versus amateurs. And step number one to become a professional is you have to prepare. You have to prepare. And I'm trying to give you very specific examples. But one is you've just got to embrace this mindset that you've got to invest 10,000 hours to becoming great at something. Two, you got to work six days a week. You have to. I don't know anybody. I have yet to meet a single person ever who's ever become successful in anything who did not work six days a week for a while. You know, Dr. Z works for, for seven days a week while building his businesses. Now he doesn't work like that. Now he works like six hours a week, right? But he had to grind. Now, Sam, you're around a lot of humans that uh, I, I'm, I have surrounded myself with basically uh, like a bubble of, of alpha achievers. So yeah. basically, I'm only around people who um, dominate their given craft, mm -hmm. and that's by intention. But I remember going to Oral Roberts University, and we had uh, people of all different types there. We had some people who were uh, big achievers and some people that were uh, connectors and some people that were, you know, I'm not sure what, what, they were, what their, their quest in life was. But why do you feel like most people stop when they start working, you know, six days a week or they start getting into a groove where they're starting to have some success and they're starting to learn how to prepare like a boss, why do most people eventually stop and return to their old habit of just sort of drifting along and we'll just see what happens and kind of taking some days off and taking the birthday off? What, what begins to happen, Sam? I believe that they start seeing a little bit of success and they start getting comfortable with it. And then they are like, well, I could probably let up here. And then that just is a downward um, spiral. And then they're like, well, I'll just see what happens. I believe that there is a massive gravitational pull that's pulling you towards failure. I call this peer pressure. I call this most people. I call this uh, culture. Just as an example, most people by default, ask yourself this, right? I want you to ask yourself, when you, if you are, are a, a high schooler with a, a brain that functions and you have a decent GPA, what does your guidance counselor tell you you should do? What, what, what should you do? You, you should, according, according to your guidance counselor, you should go to college. 
And then yeah. after you go to college, you probably shouldn't have any kids or get married until you're out of college. That's, that's what society thinks you should do. And then you should have maybe two kids. You know, you never want to have like five kids. You know, like me, I have five kids. I guess I'm a complete screw up. You know, you got to have, make sure you have those five, you have those two kids. And then you want to get like a Prius or some sort of environmental and responsible car. You know, so the Hummer that I drive is just super offensive. You know, so you want to have the two kids. You want to have the college degree. You want to have a ton of student debt. You want to have a car loan. And then you want to have two kids. And then what you want to do is you want to get a job that is going to provide you health insurance. You know, I mean, how many of us at the age of 12 were just, they, you know, you're talking to your teacher and your teacher says to you, so what do you want to do when you grow up, Bobby? I want to have health insurance. I want to have a mediocre job that I don't like. I want to be in debt up to my eyeballs of student debt. And I want to have health insurance and a car payment. That's what I want. No, nobody wants mediocrity, right? But what happens is, is that it's easy to drift into mediocrity because people say this stuff all the time to me. And if you say it to me, please stop saying it to me. People say, me all, people say to me all the time, Clay, why do you work so hard? Because I have goals, because I like it, because my work is my worship. Why did Kobe Bryant work so hard? Why did Michael Jordan work so hard? Why is the founder of Hobby Lobby uh, never retiring, right? Why, why did he not retire? Why did Jack Welch work late into life? Because they like it. You see, the thing is, when you find something that you do, when you turn your passion into your profits, it's not something that you want to just mindlessly drift through five days a week. You see, I don't work five days a week hoping and wishing and waiting for the weekend. I hear people all the time in, in like elevators, you know, how are you doing this week, Craig? Well, I'm doing good. You know, it's Wednesday, just two more days. I would absolutely hate my life if I waited for the weekend. I, I love every day. I love every day. I love what I do. And if I ever find myself doing something that I don't like doing too many days in a row, I quit doing that thing. I love what I do. And you as a listener right now, I challenge you to design your F6 life. Just write out your goals for your faith, for your family, for your finances, for your friendship, for your fitness, right? For your fun, write out those goals and then commit to building a business that will allow you to achieve the financial freedom and time freedom you need to go get those goals. But step one is preparation. Now, step number two is focus. This is the difference between professionals and amateurs, focus. I'm going to read you a notable quotable, and I'm going to give you just a moment to, to gather a pen or a writing device or something that will allow you to, to document what you're going to hear here because it's a profound thing. So let me go ahead and kind of get my uh, music all ready here for you. Let me kind of – got to get my music going here. One second, Sam. I'm going to get that music. Oh, nice. Here we go now. Here we go. This is your note-taking music, Thrivers. Working solo today with Sam. So I guess we're working duo today. <laughs> Dr. Z's out expanding his vast entrepreneurial empire. So i got to get the music cues and the notable quotables. It's a tough life. So here we go. This is the notable quotable. In the future – this is from Robert Greene in his book, Mastery. He says, in the future, the great division will be, be, will be between those who have trained themselves to handle complexities, to handle these complexities of life, and those who are overwhelmed by them, those who can acquire skills and discipline their minds, and those who are irrevocably distracted by all the media around them and can never focus enough to learn. What he's getting at is you have got to focus. You've got to commit to executing your game plan until you achieve success. 
So, Sam, when we come back, I'm going to walk the Thrivers through how I um, started my speaking career. I'm now uh, essentially done with my speaking career, but I want to walk the Thrivers through how I did it. And I'm going to walk the Thrivers through the specific path that you can take if you want to become a professional speaker. But when I walk you through these steps, um, they're not complicated, but they're not easy. They require work and diligent work. And I don't think a lot of people uh, have really thought about what diligence means. You know, diligence, uh, if you look up the Webster's definition of it or you look up maybe the Google definition or the, web, the, the definition of diligence is diligence is the steady application of effort. The steady application of effort, which means that every day you do it whether you feel like it or not. You just do it. You have self-discipline. You see, people who can self-discipline themselves don't require other people to discipline them, okay? But if, if, you, if you are self-disciplined, you will eventually be put in charge of things because most people need somebody to manage them. Stay tuned. We come back. We're going to learn more about professionals versus amateurs. Stay tuned right here on the thrivetimeshow.com. O'Neill Bent and I'm from Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. I first heard about the uh, business workshops through my wife Sharita Bent and uh, I learned a lot more from her and also got follow-up calls from different members of the organization. Some of the things I've learned uh, about starting my business through Thrive is uh, making sure I'm spending my money on the things I need to spend it on. For instance, uh, like my search engine optimization, uh, my marketing, I'm constantly reviewing the content that I have on my website and um, that's just a few of the things. The overall experience I've had from the Thrive Time workshop has been uh, wonderful. I love how uh, everything that we learn is practical. It's not based off of book knowledge. It's not based off of uh, someone else's ideas. It's based off things that have actually worked and uh, have been tried and true. When you walk in, I mean, we came into a smell of wood burning. Um, there's a chimney outside, so I, we walked to the building. And when you get inside, you almost feel like there's like a, I, I don't know if it's, it's like a pub slash club slash work environment. It, it just feels really good. You have music blaring, uh, friendly faces, people saying hello. And then when you sit down in your seat, you have uh, nice, uh, comfortable chairs, a wooden desk to work on. Um, and everything looks modern, so it's a, it's a really refreshing feeling. Clay's uh, presentation and, and teaching style is very um, efficient, effective. It's also endearing, though, because he's, he's very comical. He'll talk about different things he's been through, um, and they're all very funny. But he also hits the exact points he needs to hit at the right time. Um, you never feel like, man, is he ever going to stop talking? You always want to keep listening, and then when it's the breath, bathroom break time, you're surprised it's already there. So um, I like how he talks about these practical experiences and uh, it's very enjoyable. The interaction of the workshop is, is mostly, uh, Clay will, will give you information that you need to know, but then he also opens it up for questions. So there's always this um, question and response type of situation. And then there's certain things where 
um, he'll direct you to do things and it's because he knows that that's the way to go. You might question it, but I highly encourage you just to listen and do. And to jump into a business and think that you know everything is um, the most prideful, arrogant thing you could ever do. But to come here and to speak to someone who's already done this many times, has directed several businesses and can give you wisdom and, and information, I think it's, it's wonderful. And I think uh, you, you can never do anything on your own. You have to have other people around you to help you. And he's definitely helpful. The experience I've, ex I've had at coming to Thrive Time uh, workshops is I was never upsold anything. I mean, I come in, they do exactly what they say they're gonna do, and they leave it up to you to follow up and do the work. And uh, I think that's the way it should be. So it's very straightforward and they do what they say. I recommend that everybody should, should check out Thrive Time Workshop because there's so much knowledge and information there that you can use to help you run your business. And like I said before, I, I don't think you can do anything completely on your own. And when you have so much um, resource and knowledge in one area, you can use all of that and, and get exactly what you need. That's all that I have Mark my words Give you all I got In every way all right, welcome back to the Thrive Time Show on your radio. And today we are talking about the difference between professionals and amateurs. Now, difference number one is the level of preparation needed. The second is the focus. And uh, Sam, before the break, I was telling the listeners that uh, I'm going to walk you through how I began my speaking career. But I want to get your perspective. How did I begin speaking? From your, if you, I mean, if you take a guess there, Sam, you produced the show. How do you think I began my speaking career um uh, recognition like people you won an award and people were, wanted to know how you got there oh okay that's that's uh we'll go with a partially true for 500 alex boop, boop. okay so here we go what happened was i um wanted to become a speaker because i would dj weddings and whenever you, i was a disc jockey i had a company called dj connection and before i sold it we did thousands of weddings per year and when you dj what you do is you entertain people. People leave, they say, oh my gosh, that was so fun. That wedding was exciting. But you don't ever go deep. You don't ever touch somebody and change their life. You don't impact people. So you wanted to make a difference. I wanted to make a difference. And what was happening was, is people in the wedding industry, uh, fellow colleagues in the industry, like a florist reached out to me, a, a, a bridal store, bridal stores reached out to me, florists reached out to me, photographers, and they would say, hey, how did you build DJ Connection? And I would show them, and one by one, they would achieve big success. Yeah. And they typically would send me a thank you card or uh, uh, an email. And uh, I thought, man, you know, that feels much better to me. Uh, it, it's more satisfying to me than, um, uh, than DJing weddings. And so I thought, you know, I'm, I want to eventually uh, help mentor uh, business owners as opposed to uh, entertaining people. Yeah. And so I decided to volunteer at Junior Achievement. I won an award called the uh, Young Chamber, uh, it's his Young Entrepreneur of the Year Award through the Chamber of Commerce, and I won a U.S. Chamber Award. I won those awards you're speaking of, and I got asked to, to do a speaking event. And I did my first event, and uh, it was awful. 
I didn't know what I was doing. Um, and I tried my best, I thought, um, but I did not prepare. I did not have statistics, uh, quotes, um, stories, action items. There was just, it was just a lot of motivation. I didn't have any specific game plan I was following. And so um, I realized, I watched the video and I realized, you know, that wasn't very good. And I realized, you know what, I, I'm a professional disc jockey by all measures. I'm winning all these awards and I'm, I'm now becoming a master of this craft. I want to become a master speaker. And I know, and again, I sh- Thrivers, I shared with you on the previous segment, the book uh, Outliers by Malcolm Gladwell focuses on this, as well as the book Mastery by Robert Greene. Or if you just study the lives of anybody who's awesome at anything, you'll discover that they've spent 10,000 hours mastering their craft. And I'll give you an example. Um, Sam, can you ride a bike without hands, without I, using your hands? I can, yeah. Can you really? Oh, yeah. Okay, so riding a bike, when you first got on the bike, um, the first time that we all learned to ride a bike, uh, I'm sure we all fell. The second time we fell, eventually we learned not fall. Some of us got a little craftier, though. We decided to spend time devoting to learn how to pl- uh, ride without our hands. Mm-hmm. Some people can even learn to stand on the bike frame while yep. riding. Could you do that? Oh, yeah. Okay, see, so <laughs> there's people out there that, and at a certain point, you approach mastery where there's people that can now do unicycles. You know, they can ride things that don't use their hands at all. It's all balance. But at a certain point, when you start something, it requires all your brain to think about what you're doing on a mechanical level. So as a speaker, you get up there to speak, and, and here are the thoughts I used to have. was like, okay, um, just make sure you don't look at it. You don't look anyone in the eyes. Um, stop, move, lift, stop moving back and forth. Stop shaking. Stop shaking. Stop, stop breathing heavily. Stop shaking. Stop crinkling the paper. Uh, stand up straight. Um, look at the exit signs. Uh, look around. Scan the room. And then I was focused on those things. Yeah. Uh, stop looking nervous. Oh, my gosh, why are you sweating? I mean, these are things I was thinking to myself. It's like, why am I sweating so much? I don't, I've never sweat like this before. Oh no, I'm sweating out the pits of my shirt. And I just started, these are the thoughts I would have. And I realized if I'm ever going to become a masterful speaker, I have got to commit myself to becoming great at it and put in the time. So I called up Junior Achievement, who had asked me to speak. And I said, hey, can I speak? I think it was every Thursday. I'm going to speak every Thursday at the Broken Arrow High School, where I've gotten some good reviews over as the, the, my most recent events, I started getting better reviews. Um, I would like to do it every week. And they're like, every week? Yeah, every week for seven hours. And they're going, seven hours? Are you sure? Yes. I want to commit to it. I want to do it. I'm going to do it. And so I would disappear every week for an entire day. And I did this for... Uh, Miss Farquhar, it was a former teacher from Broken Arrow High School. She could tell you um, more accurately than I did, but I think I did that for six years. Wow. So for six years, I spoke seven hours um, a week, um, and I don't remember how many weeks that was, but at the end of the day, I spoke to a le- I, I spoke th- these events to a level where I was no longer nervous, and I could focus entirely on communicating the message. Um, and, and communication hasn't happened until both parties understand, right? So if you're saying something to somebody and they don't get it, then you haven't really communicated. That's just you talking at people. And so then I began to study um, humor and speaking. So I read Brian Tracy's book on uh, uh, standing and presenting. Then I read Dale Carnegie's book on the art of public speaking. 
Then I began to read more and more books about public speaking. I read Joel Osteen's books. I read T.D. Jakes. I watched as many Joel Osteen sermons as I could watch. I watched uh, Jerry Seinfeld till my brain exploded. I'm watching, but I'm not just watching like in sort of a um, passive way. I'm watching in a very active way, taking notes. Um, I learned Steve Martin's five um, elements of humor. I learned that, that humor can be achieved by self-deprecation, where you make fun of yourself. Humor can be achieved through shock and awe, where you say things that people don't expect. Uh, humor can be achieved through telling a story. Humor can be achieved through telling a joke. And humor could be achieved through physicality or using different voices. And I learned these things, and I began to weave them into my speaking events. And then over time, people started, the teachers started telling other teachers, wow, this guy's really good. And then people started filming the events and started telling other people that they were really good. And I was filming my own uh, talks so that I could watch myself and self-analyze. And eventually, I got asked by other schools to speak and then other corporations. And then, bam, I find myself on the stage of some of the biggest companies on the planet delivering speaking events for Hewlett-Packard and Maytag and... O'Reilly Auto Parts, but I had to focus on something. No different than someone has to focus on learning how to ride a bike without hands or how to play baseball. Or Sam, you're you're sort of a master of uh, of powerlifting. Oh yeah. How much weight can you lift over your shoulders, like a shoulder? Is that something you do, shoulder presses? Uh, yeah, well, I do that. How uh, much can you lift? Around 350 pounds overhead. 350 pounds? Yeah. Uh, what about uh, what, what are some other kind of lifts that you can? I mean, when you do your competitions, what are some of the uh, you know the, the the exercises that you compete on? Well, we start out with squat, and um, I've done 500 pounds for nine reps. So you can squat 500 pounds nine times in a row. Yes. And then what's another thing you compete on? Uh, bench. Bench. I can, I can bench 400. You can bench 400 pounds. Yep. What else? And then deadlift 700. What's deadlifting? What does that look like? It's when the weight is all on the ground, okay. and you just go down and grab the bar and stand up. So you bend over. Yeah. Oh. I mean, it's more technical than that, but yes. But I mean, you've had to learn the 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 the, the skills. You've had to learn the fundamentals. Yeah. You've had to learn the mindset. What are you thinking through your mind right before you try to bench press? Would you say 400 pounds? Yeah. Right before your what, what's going through your mind? Like what do you what do you say in your mind? What do you say to yourself right before you apply that pressure and that force needed to get up that much weight? Honestly, when I'm doing the warmups, when when the when the weight is only 135 pounds, um, I treat that the same way I do the heavy weight. And so as I'm working up in weight, the only thing that changes is the weight. And so the th same thing goes through my mind when it's something that doesn't matter compared to something that's going to kill me. So you, but I mean, you've trained yourself to do this. Yes. And you, how many hours, if you had to say, how many hours have you spent in the weight room? I mean, could you think about that? I mean, how many, how many hours a week are you in the weight room? Um, five days a week, uh, about an hour and a half a day, um, six days a week, and then spend about So you're about years. seven and a half hours a week in the weight room? Probably eight hours a week for three years straight. Okay, and then do you read books on working out and, and yes. magazines yes. and articles? Yes, videos. I, um, I teach myself through watching experts, and I listen to podcasts on it. And, and then also, like you were saying, you videoed uh, your speaking events so you could critique yourself. Yeah. Um, I have about 300 videos on my phone where I've recorded myself, and my wife's like, why do you keep recording yourself? I'm like, well, because I go back and I critique myself. Like, not everybody's going to show me what I did wrong, so I'm going to teach myself how to do it. So here's what blows my mind about people's career. Most people at, at work, they don't have a problem um, texting, being distracted, um, uh, basically being not mentally present at the workplace. 
But when it comes to your hobby or a passion, most people are 100% focused while doing that. Yep. So the key is, what if you could find a career where you could turn, turn your passion into your job? Then your level of mastery would just be incredible. Oh, yeah. So Thrive Nation, we come back. We're going to talk about more about how you can become a professional and not just an amateur in the game of business. I'm Sam Parker. Okay. I'm Karina Parker. We live here in town. Um, we're looking to be in like the food industry. Thrive Time workshops, we've learned about advertising and what we need to do to get our name out there, what we need to do to get to the top of Google, and, you know, the necessary steps that we need to take right now to get to where we want to be. The Thrive Time Workshop experience is, is really um, encouraging and it's, it's great hands-on um, information and stuff that we can relate to because we're able to talk to people here that are going through the same stuff that we are. There's motivation everywhere. If you don't feel motivated, then something's wrong with you because it's very upbeat. all over the walls. Yeah. Uh, he's very funny, uh, like a comedian, but at the same time, he wants you to learn. And so if you have any questions, he's willing to help you and uh, talk you through anything, any questions that you have, but at the same time making it fun and encouraging for you. He's also very candid. He doesn't hold anything back that most people are like, ooh, maybe I shouldn't say that because it's offensive. Yeah, you can he, tell he's being he real. He doesn't care about offending people. Yeah, he just wants to help you. <laughs> so I heard an advertisement that said to leave your wallet at home, and I mean, that's what it's been the whole time. It hasn't been like, oh, make sure you stop by our table in the back and buy 10 books and sign up for a two-year subscription with us. It was just like, hey, you know, what we do offer, there wasn't pressure, and it's a month-to-month -month thing. It's not like you're signing your life away. After all that we've been through, I'm going to show you more than I ever could say. Mark my words. All right, Thrive Nation, welcome back to the Thrive Time Show on your radio. For anyone just tuning in today, we're talking about professionals versus amateurs. What it means to be a master of a craft versus just being a drifter. And most people, work with me here, I'm talking to you, the listener, and probably not you, probably talking to someone you know, probably not talking about you, but talking to about someone you know. Most people, according according to Time Magazine, don't, don't get mad at me, according to the Atlantic Magazine, the average American has less than $400 saved. That's $400 saved. Now, according to USA Today, right? USA Today, it's a magazine out there, or if you want to read the Gallup poll, G-A-L-L-U-P, well over 60% of Americans hate their jobs. That means you dislike your job, right? I mean, hate from the root word, don't like. So if you don't strongly, strongly don't like, I mean, hate. I mean, hate's a strong word. So if you, if the average American hates their job and has no money saved after having worked at the job, what is the point? Yeah. I mean, what is the point? I would argue that there is no point, right? So I want your life to have a point. I want you to be able to achieve your goals. So I'm not trying to put my goals on you. I'm not trying to tell you what success is. I'm trying to tell you that you need to achieve your success. So I want you to get out a sheet of paper if you haven't done it yet and write down your F6 goals. Faith. What are your goals for your faith? What are your goals for your family? What are your goals for your fitness? What are your goals for your friendship? What are your goals for your finances? What are the goals for fun? Write down those specific goals and then build a business that allows you to achieve the success 
that you want. Uh, build a business that's going to allow you to achieve the time freedom and financial freedom. Because when you have money, m- uh, money is just a unit of time. You can buy your time with money. So I'm going to kind of go through, Sam, some of these um, scenarios with you. And I want to make sure that yeah. the, the thrivers are getting this. Okay, So if you want to become a professional, if you want to become somebody who achieves time freedom and financial freedom, you have to become a professional. And the, the, the difference between a, being an amateur and a professional is so, so big. It's like the two worlds can't even uh, communicate. So one is a professional prepares. You have to prepare. Bob Knight, as we mentioned earlier, he says, the key is not the will to win. Everybody has it. It's the will to prepare that is so important. You know, Malcolm Gladwell, uh, again, the best-selling author of Outliers, he studied the world's most successful people. And he discovered that, the, that, these, that these geniuses, these gurus, these people we place up on the pedestals of, of Mount Awesome, these people have devoted 10,000 hours to becoming great at something. In his book, he says, in fact, researchers have settled in on what they believe is the magic number for true expertise. 10,000 hours. 10,000 hours. So move number two is focus. And what you have to do is focus means to operate without distraction on a thing. So I'm going to give you some examples of focusing um, right now, Thrivers, that will dramatically increase your income. This is an example. If you implement what I'm telling you right now, you will for sure make $100,000 a year. For sure. 100% sure. You'll make $100,000 a year if you implement what I'm telling you today and you actually have a product or service that people really want. So if you have a product or service that the human race actually wants, let's say you're like an insurance agent or a real estate agent or a mortgage professional or a plumber or anybody who has a discernible skill, you have something that people are willing to pay for. If you do this move, you will become successful. Now it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard because why? Why? How much time does the average person spend watching TV? So the average American, I'm looking this up here, Thrivers, look it up. The average American, how many hours do they spend watching TV? It's like five hours a day or something. Okay, here we go. USA Today, this just coming in hot, coming in hot. USA Today is showing the average American right now is spending five hours per day watching TV. One hour on top of that on Facebook. So one hour on Facebook, so you're going to have to give up either Facebook or one of those five hours watching TV. But if you do this move, I guarantee you that you will for sure become a member of the $100,000 club before the end of the next 12 months. Clay, if you have a real thing. That's a full-time job. Uh, well, this is, this is the move. This that's is the 35 move. hours. Watching TV. Of watching TV. Yeah, and I, I would say that, that most people, um, you know, Proverbs 10.4 said that God blesses the hand of the diligent and he punishes the slackered. And again, I'm not talking about you, the listener. We're obviously talking about people you know, people that you know. Not, not you, but other people that you know. <laughs> but think about this. Um, my friend uh, Phil Pressey played in the NBA, the National Basketball Association. And uh, um, I am not good enough to play in the NBA. But imagine how insane this would be. Imagine we have a, a, a home fellowship group at your house, Sam. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Have you, have you, have you ever had home fellowship at, at your house, or have you ever been I've, to a home fellowship? I've been to a home fellowship, not at my house. Okay, so you go, and usually there's a guy playing a guitar, and he's kind of uh, <laughs> scruffy looking, 
and he's got some tighter, you know, he's got the, 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 the tight pants on, the tight jeans. He looks like Jesus in, in skinny jeans. Exactly. And he's yeah. got some kind of messed up hair, <laughs> and he's got sandals on, and this is the this is what he's going to do. He's going to bust out the guitar and go, Our God is an awesome God, we're from heaven above. And but he's going to sing it with kind of a raspy voice, because typically home fellowship, if you go to a Caucasian church, if you have a guy who sings with it, Our God is an awesome God, he reigns from heaven. And then you have that part. And then you're going to eat some carrots, uh, probably some uh, uh, cheese cubes, um, maybe some some slices of ham, hummus, and hummus, right? Hummus, a lot of hummus going on there, a lot of celery sticks. And then you'll do a Bible time where you'll read the Bible and you'll sit in a circle, maybe a semicircle or a complete circle. You'll be in that circle and it goes around and it's time for prayer requests. It's time to request what you want someone to pray for you about. And this is typically the prayer request that I would hear at home fellowships all the time, which is why I personally choose not to attend them because it makes me uh, angry. But someone will say for the 18th week in a row, I just hope that God will help me find a job. Okay, so let's talk about that topic. If you want to find a job, step number one is volunteer to work for free somewhere. Find a millionaire and volunteer to work free for them. That seems extreme. Uh, okay, I've done it. How do you think that I met Dr. Zellner? Just throwing that out there. So what about uh, Puff Daddy? How did he get started? He volunteered working for free for a millionaire. What about Ryan Tedder, the Grammy-winning artist who uh, is from Tulsa, Oklahoma, who ended up teaming up with Timbaland to, re- release, to release a song, Too Late to Apologize, who writes songs for Taylor Swift, who writes songs for you too. What did he do? He volunteered to work for free for a millionaire? What about Steven Spielberg? Uh, He volunteered to work. You're starting to see a pattern. What about Oprah? He volunteered. Oh, so it's the same thing over and over. That's move number one. Move number two is send out 20 resumes every day. This is a thing you could do. Move number three, quit watching TV and go back to college. I mean, these are moves you could do, but quit coming to home fellowship and praying for a job. How insane would it be, though, if I'm overweight, I'm not in shape, I'm not good at basketball, and I go, Sam, I have a prayer request. Sam, are you ready? Sam? Yes. I want to play. I want to pray that I can become a professional basketball player. I know I'm 36 and I never work out, but I want to become a professional basketball player. I'm praying that I can jump higher. I want, I'm looking for 47 inches of height, you know, vertical leap. Um, I'm looking for quickness. I'm looking for the ability to really penetrate the lane off the dribble. I want to go left and right. Behind the back pass would be nice, too. I mean, would that even make sense? No, not at all. Now, God, he can do whatever he wants in the supernatural, right? I mean, he can do whatever he wants. Yeah. But quit praying for things that you can do in the natural. God, It says in Proverbs, God blesses the hand of the diligent, and he punishes the slackered. You've got to get off your... Ask, so you're so you're saying quit that quit asking people for help and begin doing something. So you're saying that if you get started, then God will help. Yes, but you've got to you've got to do in the natural you what do you something. can do. You have to move forward. You've got to take action. And so this move this move number three to become a professional is you must be consistent. Consistency. I'm talking about showing up. Here's a, here's a fun game for you. I, I've told the employees of our of our company this for years. Let's play. Someone says, hey, I want to make $100,000 a year. I hear this all the time. And I say, yeah, if you want to do that, I got two steps for you. Move number one, work the exact same schedule that I work. Oh, yeah. Two, take as many days off as I take off. Then at the end of the year, you'll be there. And, you know, the only people that ever take me up on it, you know, Jonathan Kelly took me up on it. 
uh, years ago. Jason Bailey, who now owns DJ Connections, taking me up on it. But a lot of people don't want to do that. You know, you want to have the success. You know, you want to have the, the time freedom. I want to have the financial freedom. I want to have time freedom and financial freedom, and I want to do all that. But I do want to watch five hours a day of TV, and I want to be on Facebook. And lot no, you got it. You got to you make trade-offs. So I spend time with my family. I spend time with my wife and my, my let's go through my F6 goals, my faith. I spend time at the house of worship of my choice. I do that, right? Or I do it when I want to. Do I do it when they want me to? I don't know, but I do it when I want to, right? So faith, family, I do family day every Sunday. I hang out with my kids at night, right? Friendships, I hang out with people that uh, I admire, people I look up to, people that I uh uh, that are high quality, high character, get it done people, right? Friendships. I don't hang out with idiots. I, can't, I gotta be honest. I don't suffer fools. Can't do that, right? Friendships. Fitness. I work out. Get up at 4 a.m. Go work out. You know, am I a genius? No. Am I the most in shape person in the world? No. But I do it, right? Friendships, right? Fitness, right? What, 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 what finances? I put in the time. Fun. I schedule time to go on dates with my wife. You know, took her out for a movie the other night. There's no master. There's no mystery in how we've been married for 15 years and we're happily married. It's because I commit to taking her on a date every week. And if you knew me, if you saw my face and you met my wife, you would realize that my wife has to be, you know, legally blind to stay married to me. I'm a man bear pig and she's a virtuous, awesome queen. And the only way you can keep a great person like that, um, happily married to you is you got to commit you got to put in the time and in order to put in that time i got to turn off the tv i can't watch five hours of tv a day you, you can't either so you've got to commit to consistency and i'm going to read you a notable quotable that totally set my mind ablaze back in the day i re remember reading this passage from og mandino's book and when i read this book the greatest salesman in the world it really really just it blew my mind i mean it was a deal where uh, after I read it, it was kind of like a before and after. Once I read this, I realized, oh my gosh, I, I didn't even know. I don't even, I don't even, I didn't even know that I didn't know this. This is huge. He says, in the Orient, young bulls are tested for the fight arena in a certain manner. Each is brought to the ring and allowed to attack a picador who pricks them with a lance. The bravery of each bull is then rated with care according to the number of times he demonstrates his willingness to charge in spite of the sting of the blade. Henceforth, I will recognize that each day I am tested by life in like, in like manner. If I persist, if I continue to try, if I continue to charge forward, I will succeed. The thing is, you're going to run into opposition. It's going to happen every day. I mean, every single day. I, I can, drivers, listen to this. I'm, I'm telling you about my, my real life deal. The elephant in the room, we have over 80 employees. We have some really great people there. We have great teammates. But if I could string together just one week in a row where all 84 people didn't call in with some sort of personal life issue, I never call in. I do not ever call in. I show up every day, whether I'm sick, whether I'm healthy, I just show up because that's the crazy thing. I realize you won't, you won't be able to reap if you don't sow, right? You got to sow before you reap. I, re I realize that that's a kind of a process. If you take a day off from sowing, then you're probably going to have to take a day off from reaping, right? So I show up. But if I could have one week in a row where everybody showed up on time and did what they were supposed to do, I would probably break down in, in, in tears. And then I think God would take me up to heaven in a pillar of fire because I, I don't think it's possible. I mean, I don't think it's, I don't think we've ever had a week where everybody shows up 
to work on time and does what they're supposed to do. And, and if you do those things, guess what? Guess who we've put in charge of our stores? The people who are in charge are the diligent people. It's the consistent people, right? If you're sitting on a three-legged stool and you sit down and the leg collapses one time, how likely are you going to want to sit on that? How likely are you to be to want to sit on that stool again? We're looking for consistent people. People out there, if you want to become a manager, this just in. We're looking for consistent people. The world is looking for consistency. My name is Sean Lohman, and I'm from here in Tulsa, actually, Owasso. I own a residential redevelopment company, so I buy properties, and then I fix them up, and then I sell them for a profit. Well, Thrive is very non-industry specific. So when we come here, there's business owners from all different aspects of business. You know, they're doing all different industries, and he's teaching us how to look at it from that angle because he's he owns nine businesses clay clark owns nine businesses so he's he knows what's in common with all of them so he's teaching these big principles things like just the backbone of how a sales conversation should look or specifically what your your marketing campaign needs to look like in order to make it be sustainable um, those are some of the biggest things that i'm going to take away and implement immediately it's, a, it's an intimate environment, you know, there's less than less than 30 people here, business owners, so you get a chance to ask questions and it's just really informative and um, inspiring. Oh, this place is cool. There's a lot going on in here. There's a lot to look at. Um, there's a lot of uh, inspiring and motivational things on the walls and lots of accomplishments and just uh, a very cool yet productive atmosphere. I'm coming in here yesterday and, you know, we're, there's a sales team in here. It was Friday. So, you know, they're, they're ringing appointment bells and hitting gongs when they're making sales. And it's just a really um, motivating environment to be in to see, you know, how this how business is done, basically. Clay's presentation style is really great. This is kind of a no BS, very direct sort of style, but he'll also get you know, non-specific with, with what he's teaching, and then he'll get very specific, and he'll use stories throughout the process to really help it connect to you and, and make it implementable. Consistently, he is, he's offered an opportunity to ask questions at the end of each workshop, and so that's really where you know, the learning takes place, is asking those questions and, and getting those direct answers so that we can you know, take those action items away from that. Uh, I don't see enough questions being asked, and sometimes that's just natural, um, but if people are missing out on the opportunity to ask questions, they're missing out on the opportunity to learn. And so if there's anything that's going to stop you from learning and growing, it's you. If you're here, you're going to learn and grow, as long as you're motivated to do that. And these other seminars that I've, I went to six, actually, in the last year, so uh, of these six, uh, at, at every single opportunity, you know, at the end, always, there's always a back of the room thing. Hey, you can spend a little money here and get this or that or this. And although those things are helpful, that's not always necessarily the best feeling we want to get. So he wants us all to know, and he's very clear about the fact that he's not trying to upsell us anything. His motivations are different. He's not trying to sell us. He's trying to help us. He's trying to mentor us. And he's very open about it. So I'd say it's, it's awesome. That aspect of it's awesome. We need more people who are motivated in this world. We need more people who are willing to become entrepreneurs, who are willing to create jobs. We need more of that. There's not enough of it. So that's, the, to me, the message. That's the, the goal is mentor a million people is this company's idea. And it's a beautiful idea. And I'm behind it 100%. So I want to contribute in any way I can as I move forward. This is just awesome. Can't deny it. Now I'm all alone and my joy's turning open. Tell me, where are you now that I need you? 
Thrive Nation, if you've been looking for your mentor, guess what? You've found it. Dr. Z and I have committed millions of dollars and thousands of hours to building you the world's best business school. That's right. It's Thrive15.com. It is the world's most effective, the world's most affordable business school, and it is now available for a dollar for your first month. Also, when you subscribe to Thrive15.com, you get exclusive access to our in-person workshops. So our in-person workshops are two days long. They're 15 hours of power. And Dr. Zeller and I will teach you our 13 proven point system to business success. There, are no, there, isn't, there is no luck. There is no smoke and mirrors. If you want to achieve success, if you want to commit to success... If you implement what I'm going to teach you right now, I guarantee you that you'll make six figures. You will definitely make $100,000 per year. And here's what you do. One, turn off your TV for two hours a day. Okay, turn it off. Two, I want you to write every single day for two hours a day about the keyword that you want to become top in Google for locally. So let's say you're a plumber. So just take two hours a week and write about Tulsa plumbing. If you write about Tulsa plumbing for two hours a week, or for two hours a day, I'm sorry, for two hours a day, every single day, seven days a week. Let's, let's go ahead and observe the Sabbath. Let's say six days a week, two hours a day, you write about Tulsa Plumbing. At the end of the year, if you have a service and you can deliver on it, you will make $100,000 a year. That's how it works. So I want you to go ahead and do a search for me real quick. Do a little quiz. Let's go ahead and uh, search, uh, let's go with uh, Jinx Men's Haircuts. I'll go ahead and give you a moment. Type in Jinx Men's Haircuts. And this just in, who comes up top? <clears throat> this just in, Elephant in the Room Men's Grooming Lounge, and it's a business that I own. Oh, so back in the day when I owned DJ Connection, if you typed in Tulsa DJs, guess who came up top in Google? Uh, I don't know. DJ Connection, a company I own. Bam! Guess what? If you Google Tulsa Men's Haircuts, who comes up top? Bam! Elephant in the Room. What if you Google Downtown Tulsa Haircuts? What if you Google Broken Arrow Men's Haircuts? What if you Google... Blah, blah, blah? That's how you do it. What if you Google Tulsa Mortgages? One of our clients, Steve Currington, comes up top in Google. What if you Google Tulsa Dog Training? One of our clients, Tip Top Canine, comes up top in Google. What if you, is there a pattern here? Am I detecting, is there, I feel like there's a pattern that is starting to set in here. What if you Google Tulsa Cookies? Who comes up top? Tulsa Gluten-Free Cookies. It's Barbie Cookies. So when the news media announced recently that the Tulsa Oilers set an attendance record for 16,000 tickets sold. They filled up the BOK for the first time. Do you know who was not shocked? Do you know who wasn't wasn't at all um, totally just wowed by this, who wasn't going, man, I can't believe they did it? It was me. Why? Because I've been working with these guys for two and a half years, and as a business coach, when I work with a client, they are always successful if they implement the proven path. They just always are. If you implement the proven path, you're going to have success. But this concept of consistency is so foreign to most people. And I'll give you an example. I went to Oral Roberts University, and I'm not ripping Oral Roberts University specifically. I'm just ripping the entire concept of college. Because you go to ORU, and they go, uh, attention students, uh, we're going to have a fall break. You get two weeks off for fall break. What the heck is fall break? I mean, you're trying to condition people to become professionals, and then you give them two weeks off for fall break. And what unicorn uh, life experience, and what, what system uh, that's not socialistic can you just take off two weeks for fall break? They're getting you ready for the five weeks of vacation, paid vacation that you get. 
This is unbelievable. And then after you get that time off, then then you can this is just Oral Roberts University. When I was there, if you fail a test, you can take it again. You fail a test, you can take that thing as much as you want. I remember going to Oklahoma State Okmulgee, and I could take the test multiple times. You know what I did? I didn't even study. What was the point? There was no point. I mean, they're giving out degrees like Pez at these colleges. I'm telling you, I graduated with many people when I went when I went to high school. Many of the people I graduated with, it's like they were so high on pot. It's amazing they could even process information. And then when they went to college, some of these people have degrees. I've met these people. We've gone to class with these people. I mean, a college degree means almost nothing. It's it's just it's ridiculous. But the concept is that then you get spring break. Then you get what? You get Christmas break. You get there's so many breaks that you get, right? But when you own a business, nobody gives a crap if it's your birthday or if it's the week before Christmas or if it's the day before Easter or if it's the week after Easter or if it's the Friday before Memorial Day weekend or the weekend before Fourth of July. Nobody cares. Nobody cares at all. And so if you're a business owner, what you've got to do is you've got to put consistency right at the the focal point of your business. If nothing else, you need to be a consistently diligent person. Now, step number four, if you want to become a professional and not just be an amateur, because if you want to become a professional, by the way, the pros make copious amounts of cash. Professional basketball players make a lot. Amateur players, not so much. Professional speakers make a lot. There's so many books written about, did you know that professional speaking pays the most of any profession in the world? Yeah, if you're great, and then if you're awful, it doesn't pay at all. I mean, recently, I remember there's a, there's a young guy I know who was asked to speak at a church. He graduated from Oral Roberts University with a degree in theology, and so he was asked to speak. And you know how many minutes he spent preparing for the talk? I mean, just being real, you know how many minutes he spent preparing? So if you want to guess how many minutes he spent preparing for a sermon that he was asked to give for a church? I... Uh, as long as the sermon lasts? He said he spent 15 minutes oh, jotting right. down some notes. And I watched his sermon, and it was the worst thing I've ever seen. I watched the video footage, and he's like, I don't understand why people didn't respond to it. I, I, don't, I don't understand. I mean, I see business owners that will come to our in-person workshop, and they learn quickly, oh, my gosh, this is what I have to do to get to the top of Google. And it's not super complicated, but it's a lot of work. I got to go do that thing. So I want to brag on some clients right now. I mean, let's think about uh, um, security. Let's think about uh, um, witness security. These guys, witness security, they're thrivers out there just like you. They have a great security business, and they've decided to commit themselves to becoming top in Google. And they faithfully come in every single week, super early in the morning, and they record over and over and over their podcasts. They transcribe them. They're becoming like the experts, the Wikipedia of the Tulsa security industry, of the Owasso security industry, of the Broken Arrow home security industry. And that's why they're top in Google. I mean, Steve Currington, the reason why he's top in Tulsa, you type in the word Tulsa mortgages, is because he's committed, he's invested copious amounts of time into writing the content needed to become top in Google. The reason why, um, you know, uh, Danielle Sprick, a real estate agent that we worked with, why she became successful is because she implemented the proven plan. There are no smoke and mirrors, my friends. You must commit to consistency. So if you want to become a professional, I'm walking you through the steps. One, you've got to commit to prepare. Two, you've got to maintain focus. You've got to know what you stand for and what you don't stand for. 
Three, you have just got to be consistent. Move number four, you've got to have tenacity. Now, tenacity is this concept of where you press through even when things get rough. When you run into some rejections, when you run into some obstacles, you don't just run into walls. You climb over the wall. You run through the wall. You dig under the wall. You do whatever you need to do to achieve success. When we come back, we're going to talk more about how you can go from being an amateur to becoming a professional. Sign up for our next in-person workshop today at thrivetimeshow.com. Again, it's thrivetimeshow.com. My name is Tyler Schultz with Witness Security from here in Tulsa. Well, I actually started listening to uh, Thrive on the radio, 1170, and uh, then I got my dad into uh, listening to the show. And then it actually turned into Clay gave us a call, and uh, we started actually working with Clay on a weekly basis. He's helped us drastically when it comes to the SEO, getting us high, a little bit higher in different markets. Uh, we then he offered the conference, and just learned a lot when it comes to the sales and um, the employee side of things. It's going to help our business drastically. Oh, very. Um, intuitive just uh, pulling you in to break down each part of your business uh, the interview process the employee process um, if employees not working out we let them go it's a drastic experience you just have to come and check it out I mean there's so many things that they can help you with Clay's a funny guy uh, he just wants to get into each and every uh, person's business and help you out Oh, I know I've asked a couple of questions and he's uh, broken down that question and answered it uh, in several different ways. There, there are so many different things. The SEO, uh, first and foremost, he will help you get the, the more business coming in. And then once that is coming in, then he uh, helps you with the employee process of, uh, do I need to hire more people? Do I need, what, what do I need to put in place? and he gets you there. You hear of all the other different type conferences, and I, I myself have never been to one, but uh, the walking on coals and all that stuff, that just seems like a bunch of hype that isn't really needed. And I know of several people that have gone to those type conferences, and yet they haven't, because there's no action, actionable deals, you really don't have any moving forward steps. It's just hype. and. It's not needed. Well, just the cost in in of itself versus $6,000 for one conference and no actionable steps versus $1,500 and there is actionable steps. Uh, you can't beat it. Thrive Nation, Justin Bieber's song. He says, where are you now that I need you? And I'm going to tell you this. If you're not intentional about your F6 goals, specifically your, your faith, right, your family, but your friendships, if you're not intentional about surrounding yourself with people that lift you up, if you're not intentional about surrounding yourself with people that push you to become the very best that you can be, nobody will be there for you. Have you ever, I mean, have you, Thrivers, have you ever surrounded yourself with morons? Has that ever happened to you where you've discovered that all your friends are idiots 
Well, when that happens is when you get to the lowest bottom of the barrel and life hits you in the face with a ton of bricks, when you really struggle, when you surround yourself with idiots, you will fail. You will fall to the bottom and no one will be there to catch you. But when you're intentional about surrounding yourself with people that are going where you want to go, people who share the same faith and values as you, it's amazing how much friendships can help you and help uh, be there for you when, when you need them. But today we're talking about professionals versus amateurs and what the differences are. What does a professional do versus an amateur? Well, the next, the next thing a professional does is they have tenacity. And I'm going to read you a notable quotable from Napoleon Hill, the best-selling author of Think and Grow Rich, the author that I named my son, Aubrey Napoleon Hill, after, the uh, foundation, the Napoleon Hill Foundation that Tulsa's very own Jim Stovall works with, the uh, speechwriter for FDR, Napoleon Hill, the uh, uh, consultant of choice for Oral Roberts uh, himself, Napoleon Hill, the personal apprentice of Andrew Carnegie, Napoleon Hill. He says this, drifters make no attempt to discipline or control their thoughts and never learn the difference between positive and negative thinking. Drifters in life allow their minds to drift with any stray thought which may float into it. People who drift in, uh, people who drift in and out with their thought habits are sure to drift on other subjects as well. Um, Sam, you've, you've been around me long enough. Could you describe maybe the level of, of uh, tenacity or, or focus or what maybe you notice about maybe uh, how Dr. Z or I operate during the day, during the moments that we share with you here at, at the Thrive15.com World Headquarters? You guys are laser focused on what you're getting ready to do or what you are doing. Um, I, I've brought stuff up to you said, hey, uh, read this real quick. You're like, I honestly can't read anything right now because I'm so focused on what I'm doing right now. And it's not that um, it's not that you're dumb. It's just that you are like you you compartmentalize everything, and that's why you guys are so successful. You don't let anything distract you. And you're a power lifter. You lift powerfully. You you lift massive amounts of weights. For anybody who might have missed, um, you can bench press 400 pounds. Yeah. You can uh, you can uh, squat how much? How many pounds? 650. Okay, so when you can squat that much weight, if I came up to you while you're squatting, and I'm like. Hey, hey, Sam, Sam, um, I have a question real quick. Um, on Facebook, um, somebody wrote a bad review. Um, how do you want me to handle it? What would be your response? I mean, what, do you, what sounds do you make typically? Go ahead and demonstrate. What sounds do you make typically when bench pressing or squatting north of 400 pounds? Uh, let me tell you, before I tell you this noise, my wife told me that when I'm out of powerlifting meat, yeah. she, she's like, why do you always look like you're demon-possessed? Oh, wow. I yeah. get I get so focused. And then right when I'm getting ready to do a lift, I'll get ready. I'll touch the bar and I'll go. I have to back up a little bit. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> wow. One more time. Just one more time. <laughs> wow. And what does that sound do for you when you're when you're powerlifting? It, uh, honestly, I think that it uh, it, it uh, triggers my adrenaline. And then I honestly scare people in the gym after I'm done with the lift and I yell really loud it echoes in there, and I'm sorry, everybody. I mean, uh, sorry. You, you apologize <laughs> to the office staff out here at the Thrive15.com World Headquarters. I apologize. They're walking around the box at Rock's going, what is going on? Is he okay? Is he coughing? <laughs> no, but the thing is, Thrivers, is that when you, are, when you Sam, are, are working out, you're laser-focused, oh, right? Yeah. And the oh, word yeah. focus means focus on core tasks until success. Focus on core tasks until success. I am laser focused at work. I mean, the work is my playing field, 
you know? So it's like the game of football. You know, if you, if you go to an NFL game, the size of the athletes is truly amazing. My wife got me tickets um, years ago to go watch uh, Brett Favre play his final season, and he was playing a game versus the Arizona, Arizona Cardinals. And I remember one of the players on the Vikings was returning a kick, and when he got hit, the sound of him getting hit sounded like I had witnessed a car accident. Oh, yeah. And I can tell you, when they're playing football for those three or four hours they're out there on the field, if you ran onto the field going, hey, hey, uh, Brett Favre, I uh, got a question for you about a Facebook, or hey, Brett, can you look at this tweet? Or hey, you got hey Brett, I got a Chuck Norris joke for you. Or if you ran on the field and said, hey, Brett, I've got a question for you. What do you want to eat for lunch? You're not going to get a very good feed, a good response. But when I work, people do it to me all the time. Oh, yeah. They come, hey, what do you want to get for lunch? What do you want to get? Hey, quick question. How do you feel about the varieties of coffees that we have in our office? Hey, quick question for you. There was a tweet that came across recently. Well, he had some guy who had 6 million views on YouTube who said, hello, I don't <laughs> care. I'm not into it because my entire focus is on helping business owners grow. When I work nine to five, that's my entire focus, is on if, I, if you are a business coaching client of mine, your business will grow if you execute the plan. It happens every time. And it's because I am laser focused on that thing. And if you want to achieve success in your world of business, you have got to somehow find a way to conjure up the will the mindset, the whatever that is that you need to do. You need to find a way to, to, to get to a level of focus where you can absolutely be mentally stuck on an idea for hours at a time. For I mean, as an example, I write books, right? And when you write books, the biggest challenge of writing a book is focusing. You got to sit down and write that thing. And then after you write it, you've got to sit down and edit that thing. And then after you edit, you got to sit down and edit it again. And then after you edit that, what you got to do is you got to fact check it. And then that's round four, by the way. Then you send it to a professional editor who edits it. And then you have to typeset it. And then you have to, it goes round and round and round. And about uh, typically, about four to 500 hours later, you have a book that you're proud of. And Thrive Nation, I'm telling you, you and I, we can absolutely become a professional in one area. But I would argue that it will be very hard, if not impossible, for you to become a professional in two areas. Two. So you need to decide right now, Thrive Nation, what, professionally speaking, are you going to become a professional at? Anybody can go get a job, but what is something where you're going to move beyond the job? Job standing for just over broke, right? Just over broke, where, you, where you're living in a wage cage, where you exchange your hours right? For money. What are you going to do? What's the thing that you're going to do? What's the business you're going to build? What's the foundation you're going to pour? What is that uh, life work? What is that life's work, that, 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 that hobby that's going to go from a hobby and it's going to grow into a passion? And you're going to turn that passion into your profit center. What is that thing that you can obsess about? And if you don't know, it's okay. But what you need to do is you need to go to thrivetimeshow.com and you need to book your tickets for the next in-person Thrive Time Show work workshop. The thrivetimeshow.com workshops have great reviews from great people just like you. And don't believe me. Don't Do, do not believe me. Go read the reviews. I, I'm trying to sell you something, but I encourage you to check it out. And we have a scholarship available. We have scholarship dollars available. You don't have to pay back that are there for people just like you because we believe that everybody deserves a hand up. 
I am totally against handouts. I don't believe in uh, making you dependent upon something, but we want to help you get to where you want to go. And I know you have it within you to get there. Stay tuned. ThriveTimeShow.com. I used to believe. This is my wife, Jensen uh, Watts. We have, she has a photography business that we're trying to get um, up and growing. So I, you know, listen to talk radio. I drive a lot for work. Um, and, you know, got tired of listening to the radio all the time. And I can't plug my phone into my truck. It's, it's too old. Um, and so, you know, one day the Thrive Show was just in place of the talk show I normally listen to. Um, and it was, you know, definitely more entertaining than most radio shows. Um, and so that's, you know, it took about a week or two before I actually looked more into it. I think it's wonderful. It's, it's been great. It's a great environment. Um, I love the feel in here, and I really love how you know, entertaining uh, Clay can be as well. Um, yeah, I am so grateful to be here, and um, I've loved just learning everything. I'm, t- I'm learning a lot about branding and how to market my business, because that's kind of where um, I've had a hard time is I can take pictures, I'm good at it, I have my prices and everything, but it's hard to get the clientele, so learning about the marketing has really helped me, and I can't wait to implement it into my own business after this, because it's been so great, we're so grateful to be here. I think I can go home and, like, I have it written out, the the steps that I need to take and and everything, it's very practical. Yeah, a big thing that's that's helped me, um, you know, even without business stuff is just know a, a mental attitude aspect they have that I can apply to my current job and current life I love it I am laughing a lot of the time and it's so entertaining and I I just love being here it's awesome I I really like the smaller class group um, so it is more of an interaction even if it isn't you know a constant raise my hand here's the question here's the answer um, it's just that kind of feel, just just a smaller. It's great. Yeah. They haven't tried to upsell us anything. It has all just been very knowledgeable, and they are just teaching you how to grow your business. So. Yeah. Clay's been very giving with his his time, um, his knowledge, his talents. Um, you know, at work. You know, when I was telling people about this, like, I hope you're not joining some get rich scheme. Yeah. Like, you know. <laughs> Even if it is, he's not going to charge me for it. So, yeah, I'd recommend it. Um, I mean, I would even love to come again. The darkest of days, having to heartbreak away. Never let you go, never let me down. Oh, it's been a hell of a ride, driving the edge of a knife. Never let you go, never let me down. Drive Nation, I'm going to tell you what. If you are going through a challenging time, if you're going through a difficult um, situation personally, I encourage you to come out to our next in-person Thrive Time workshop. And Sam, I did not tell you this, but this is a true story that I just discovered yesterday. Yeah. We had a Thriver that has been in business for over 10 years Yeah, in the Tulsa area. And I spoke to him yesterday and he said, and I'm not exaggerating, this this true story and it, I'm still marinating on it. I'm still trying to process what he said. But he was actually contemplating killing himself before coming out to our last workshop. Wow. True story. Wow. And I, he told me this on the phone. And I said, what? And he said, I just worked and I've never got ahead. 
and I'm working all the time. I've been trying to make all the employees happy. I'm not making any money. I'm not. And he goes, when you talked about at the workshop, you showed specifically how you and your wife have designed the life that you want for your faith, your family, your finances, your friendship, your fitness, your, you know, your, your fun, those areas. He's like, I, I finally get it. And so I designed the life that I want, and I realized I had been living a life I didn't want for over a decade. You gave him hope. He, he, yeah, and he felt like he had hope, and he also had a plan. Yeah. Like a, he left with a proven, specific plan. And Sam, you've attended. You've actually seen him. Oh, yeah. Could you amazing. describe to the Thrivers maybe what an in-person two-day, 15-hour uh, workshop looks like from, from your perspective? It literally gives you step-by-step action items to do to take your business to the next level. I mean, if you don't know how to do search engine optimiz optimization to get your uh, company to the top of Google or how to do your finances or um, how to do merit-based pay or how to hire and fire, like literally they, they'll answer your questions, but they'll also show you the proven path to get there. If you don't know how to raise capital, you know, you don't know how to um, sell your business that you have, you don't know how to systemize it to get time freedom, um, you don't know sales conversion, you don't know how to manage people. You don't know how to fire people. Uh, you don't know how to run social media ads. You, you, you just don't know these things. Uh, you're not an idiot, but you're going to need to either learn from mentors or mistakes. And it can be painful when you have to learn from mistakes. And I remember before Dr. Z uh, entered into my life, um, and I had to go get, get these guys, by the way, because they're busy, right? You have to go chase them, right? Because the mentors are busy, right? If someone who's building a multi-million dollar business is busy, you got to go chase these people. You got to be consistent. You got to be diligent. You got to be committed to it. But before Clifton Talbert uh, spoke into my life, um, before Lee Cockrell, you know, Lee, I mean, Lee, think about Lee Cockrell. I mean, he managed 40,000 people as the executive vice president of Walt Disney World. Before he spoke into my life, um, before these different people entered into my life, um, I didn't know what I was doing, and I was just passionately going the wrong way, like, like a boat without a rudder, and you're just going super fast the wrong direction, you know, and you're just going 90 miles an hour but the wrong direction. And if that's you, you're not an idiot, but you're somebody who needs some direction. You need some guidance, and that is why we have built the two-day in-person Thrive Time Show workshops. There has never been a workshop more in-depth, more detailed, than this workshop. And I know because I've spoken at workshops all over the world and at the back of the room, they're always trying to sell you some crap, Sam. You're always, have you ever, Sam, have you ever been to a, a seminar in Tulsa? You find yourself at a hotel or a banquet center somewhere where you listen to a talk and then here it comes and they're trying to pitch you. Have you ever, have you ever seen this happen? I've honestly only been uh, fortunate enough to come to the Thrive Time Workshop. Oh, so you haven't witnessed this I, yet. I have not. I've heard many stories, many uh, yeah. tragic stories. Well, I'll tell you, we had a Thriver the other day who told us they went to a workshop and they got upsold a $12,000 Get Rich uh, program, get rich quick program. That's it. And uh, yeah, it was it was ridiculous. And I, I'm just telling you, Thrivers, if that's been your experience, you just gotta throw all that to the wayside. Read the reviews, do your research, and book your ticket to ThriveTimeShow.com. Our two-day in-person workshops. Now today, we're talking about being a professional versus being an amateur, being a doer, a diligent doer versus being a drifter. And so, step number one is you have to prepare, right? Step number two, you've got to be focused. Step number three, you have to be consistent. Step number four, you have to be tenacious. 
And I'm going to read you the notable quotable from Napoleon Hill again. He says, drifters make no attempt to discipline or control their thoughts and never learn the difference between positive and negative thinking. Drifters in life allow their minds to drift with any stray thought which may float into it. Listen, Thrivers, if you're a drifter and you always get the new idea of the week, the new idea of the month, the new idea of the, of the you're, you're never going to have success. I mean, getting to the top of Google, just as just one example, requires a consistency that I don't think most people are used to. It's like unnerving to people to do the same thing over and over and over and over. And I'm telling you, when you do this, when you make the commitment in your schedule to block off, oh, by the way, USA Today says the average person's watching five hours of TV a day. When you take two of those hours and you devote them towards something productive, it's amazing what big gains you can make in your fitness. It's amazing the big gains you can make in your family when you block out time to spend time with your wife. It's amazing the, the excellence you can achieve when you turn off Facebook and you say hello to your kids. It's amazing what happens when you block out time. We want you to be successful in business, but also in life. Now, this final step is ardor. Now, ardor, you have to have an ardor. Now, what does the word ardor mean? Ardor means a fiery passion or enthusiasm for something. Uh, Tommy Hilfiger has a notable quote. Well, I'm going to read this to you. Tommy Hilfiger says, The road to success is not easy to navigate, but with hard work, drive, and passion, it's possible to achieve the American dream. Russell Simmons, the guy who introduced uh, Def Jam Records, that's the label that carried Jay-Z, uh, Run DMC, he introduced the Fat Farm clothing line, he introduced the Def Comedy Jam. He says, in my experience... There's only one thing that will always steer you toward success. That's to have a vision and to stick with it. Once I have a vision for a new venture, I'm going to ride that vision until the wheels come off. What I'm talking about, what he's talking about, is you and I must commit today to that 10,000-hour path. We know where the mountain is. We look up the mountain. We're taking a second. We're taking a moment out of our busy day. Sure, we might be at Oklahoma Joe's enjoying some baked beans and, and some burnt ends, but we take just a second, we'll time out, and we look at where we want to go with our life. We, we write down these goals. We take, we, we're, we're taking the time right now. Most people aren't doing this, but you're doing this. You're writing, you're getting out a pen. You're writing this down. This is going to be a game-changing, life-changing day for you. You get out that pen. You write out your goals for your faith. You're writing out your goals for your family. You're, you're writing out your goals for your friendships, for your fitness, for your finances and for your fun. And now you're going the next step. You're actually scheduling it into your schedule. You're putting it into your schedule. You're blocking out time, Sam, into the schedule. Sam, when you work out, do you, have you blocked out time for that? Oh, yeah. When do you work out? Uh, every morning from 5.15 to 6.30. So you put it in your schedule. Yeah. And because you've blocked out time for it, guess what happens? It gets done. It gets done. But anything you don't schedule, according to Lee Cockrell, this is a notable quotable from Lee Cockrell, the guy who used to manage Walt Disney World Resorts, Anything that you don't schedule won't get done. I repeat, anything you won't you don't schedule won't get done. So now you've you've blocked out time for faith, family, finances, friendships, fitness, fun. Now you're gonna go do it, right? You're gonna go do it, and, and you know what? The mountain it's a big mountain. I mean, that's why you want to get up to the top of it because it's a mountain worth getting to. It's a it's a great view up there. It's awesome, and it's lonely up there. By the way, by the way, as, as, a, as a thriver, as somebody who's achieved massive success in the world of business, um, and I don't mean lonely in a bad way. I like it. Like, like I think I enjoy it. I enjoy being up there with uh, uh, people who've um, sacrificed, people who, like a mighty oak, have been uh, they've, they've gained their strength through struggle. They've pushed through the pain. 
And when you understand there is no gain without pain, there is no success without success uh, without sacrifice, there is no freedom without sacrifice. When you get that and you understand it, there's no reaping without sowing. It's fun to see, to meet other people like you at the top of that mountain, but it requires those baby steps, those daily steps, that commitment to getting up at 5 a.m. I love seeing the professionals who get to work at 5 a.m. at 6 a.m. I love meeting these people in, in Quick Trip pumping gas, people who get up earlier than most people think is normal, and they achieve incomes that are larger than most people think is normal. I love those people. If you're the kind of person I could give a high five to at 5 a.m., you're the kind of person that is going to love our next in-person Thrive Time workshop. You're going to meet the people there who are just like you, people who are thankful and grateful for the life they have, but who believe that they have what it takes to make the money they need to make to achieve that time freedom and financial freedom. And why? Because they know the life they want to live. They want to live a life of abundance. That's what you want to live. And that's why I look forward to seeing you at the next in-person Thrive Time workshop. Now, perhaps you can't get out to the workshop. We still have three other ways to help you. One, we have one-on-one in-person business coaching. If you already run a multi-million dollar business and you need someone to show you the proven path to exit it, to grow it, to franchise it, that may, be, that may be something for you. If you're a startup and you want a one-on-one coach, check out thrivetimeshow.com. Also check out thrive15.com, the world's most affordable business school. And, and I encourage you strongly to check out the podcast version of this show. So if you ever miss a segment, you can check it out. Also, you can share your favorite shows with your friends. Thrivetimeshow.com. As always, three, two, one, boom. boom.